first time that I listened to the Swim Out podcast, I found myself wanting to talk to the creators. The production quality and swimming themes that they cover are amazing. Fortunately, they were just an email away and graciously took time out of their day to share their stories. Hello and welcome to Marathon Swim Stories. I'm marathon swimmer and coach Shannon Keegan. In this episode, Hunter Charlton and Vicki Carter transport me to Dover Harbor. I could envision the pubs and searching for a pasta shop, the queue waiting to grease up, and the swimmers going around and around, lap after lap in the harbor, then heading up the ice cream van. As Hunter called them, the most eccentric people, never quite embracing the marathon swimming scene. Vicky, on the other hand, has her sights set on the Triple Crown. I hope you enjoy Hunter and Vicky's stories, and be sure to check out the Swim Out podcast. <laughs> but tell me a little bit um, about how you guys met and why you decided to start a podcast. And then we'll circle back to your story. <laughs> so uh, so we first met on poolside um, in a very sort of dank underground swimming pool. <laughs> One of the, the, the more salubrious uh, places in London. And it was Out to Swim, which is um, the LGBT swimming club um, in London. And um, so Hunter was joining Out to Swim and I'd been there for forever. Um, and uh, yes, you got sort of thrust at me, didn't you, by Martin? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, yeah, we, we, we were both, were introduced because we're both, we're training, we're both, uh, we're in the same, you know, season to be swimming the channel. Mm-hmm. And um, although our club is very big um, and it's had hundreds of swimmers come through it, um, no one had ever done a solo channel before in the so it, was quite, it was quite kind of you know it felt like there was sort of history being made for yeah how to swim that's awesome um but yeah we we did you know we did then obviously we, we kind of embarked on the whole channel thing and uh i guess we'll, we'll go into that probably in more detail and kind of gruesomely pick it apart a little bit but um <laughs> the we were in a jazz cafe in um in january uh, before the pandemic hit, must have been just after you know after New Year's in early January, and I think I basically said to Vicky, I was like, we should just let's just start doing a podcast about open water swimming that celebrates all of the fabulous weirdos that we've met over the last year, or as for Vicky's probably you know decades of weirdos are in her like <laughs> Rolodex diary now, so. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, anyway, so that's where, so that's kind of was the inception. Obviously, Vicky worked at the BBC for for years and years and years um, in, in radio. I'm a kind of aspiring radio producer and um, was looking for an excuse to like get some um, get some get some kind of some tips from her, maybe. Well, I think as <laughs> I think as, okay, I think as, as as well, I, part of it was that. Um, 
you know, we swam the channel together and um, it, it just felt really lovely. We, we still wanted to be friends, but we had sort of less reason to mm. meet up with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sort of, you know, it was a really good way to continue our friendship um, and, and do something else that we loved. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for sure. What, why did you think, why did you want to start a podcast? (laughs) I mean, for me, it's the marriage of my two main loves, really. I love radio and I worked in radio for a really long time. And I just think radio is the most fantastic way to tell stories. Um, And swimming, obviously, um, I've swum all my life, but it's really um, important thing to me. So to be able to do, I mean, now that the podcast world has opened up, it's like, wow, you know, I don't have to sell the idea to anybody I can just get out there and do it um right really exciting yeah yeah what about you Hunter why did you want to start a podcast I I think there were there were two two reasons really one one being that like I want to do this for a living and like uh so there's a kind of there was sort of you know an aspect of like wanting to do this for my career but also I it's like it's it's pat swimming is 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 fundamentally like core to my you know my DNA and it's a passion I I have and um you know as there's not there's not many things I feel like I could start a podcast about and I think that like it's so 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 much of the value there is authenticity and like if you say that you've you know swum the English English channel like people people are gonna kind of you know pay a bit more attention to you um so we have we've, we've both got a cv <laughs> in which we can come you know knocking on people's doors and asking for interviews so um yeah so 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 it was kind of it was kind of again like a marriage of of, of passion and career which yeah similarly to vicky yeah awesome um tell me a little about your background hunter when when did you start swimming um I, you know, pretty much my earliest memories were like going to going to the pool with 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 my dad um, in London, and then kind of leaving the big city and moving into the you know the middle of nowhere, growing up and swimming in the river, the River Tyne, which is you know this big old industrial, well former industrial river, um, and just always feeling really really comfortable in the water, and then I grew up surfing in um in 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 the northeast coast of england in the north the north sea which is particularly cold and <laughs> kind of yeah um you know in winter it's sort of like around five or six degrees um and then in the summer it might get up to like 30 so you know we'd be surfing there in winter and it was hardcore like cold and um and i just i guess like you know if you can do that then <laughs> open water swimming actually isn't that difficult um, <laughs> right. I mean, you're wearing a wetsuit but it's still like pretty pretty grim <laughs> yeah um, yeah yeah at least you're you're comfortable with the whole idea of pushing I guess limits just be like ah, oh, it's a cold day whatever I'm going yeah surfing. <laughs> yeah I mean I remember going going surfing one day um on boxing day and it had been like minus 13 the night before me and my dad were driving to the beach and like it was an insane day to be going out surfing, but there was just like, there was, my dad was like, it's, I've got a day off. Like, why don't we go to the beach and go surfing? And like, there's like, you know, snow everywhere. My, you know, we didn't even really have like 
proper equipment. I, we had one set of gloves between us, and my dad was like, you just take some marigolds and a pair of woolen gloves, and we'll put the marigolds, like, you know, rubber gloves over, over, your, over these woolen gloves, and you'll be fine and put an elastic band around it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I was basically teetering on, like, child cruelty there. Like, <laughs> yeah, all, all, all good stuff. But, but you uh, became hardier probably because yeah. of it, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So did you um, compete at all or just swimming river? Absolutely not. No. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Like, yeah, I've never really been good at competing at anything. So, um, yeah, I was more, more interested in um, just having, getting, you know, play, messing around with friends really. And, <laughs> and then kind of, yeah, I only came to open water swimming like, kind of later on in my in well I'm, I'm 28 now but I sort of came to it when I was about uh, 20 25 26 okay so just three yeah. four two or three years ago really yeah wow yeah when did you why did you start um open water swimming what was the impetus for that um I'd had I'd, I'd had the I'd had the, the worst the worst year of my life um and like combination of like um having like a really bad breakup having kind of like a parent who is quite like unwell and um and then having a sort of career kind of like breakdown I was trying to you know make a film that was just not really going to happen and going pear shaped and then and then I uh, had a had a really major like car accident um uh where i was on my bike in london i got hit by, by a van and oh like yeah was like kind of concussed and lost some front teeth and <laughs> i was just like you know what i really just want to do something which is like completely different and like i need to sort of take a break from like the uh the life that I'm, i've got at the moment and do this really abstract challenge like swim the channel and i was like i'm really like going home and sitting like in a bath and just being like I'm gonna I'm gonna swim the English channel like I'm gonna give it a go and I just you know that week it would have been in you know around October and um sent emails off to all of the, the boat captains uh, being like has anyone got a slot and then just like committed to it for like and, the next uh, year or like two- yeah the coming year and oh, wow. um, so yeah and then just was like this is what I'm going to do I'm just going to give like for the next nine months just like everything towards this kind of I mean if I hadn't made it god I would have probably killed myself or something like, <laughs> but, like <too> yeah <laughs> thank god thank god my family were like just you know thank fuck you made it <laughs> you know um what was your longest distance like swim I guess kind of going into that it was it really just playing around in the water you hadn't really done any distance um not really I'd, I'd been I on a holiday in Greece I went probably on like a sort of couple miles swim or something mm-hmm. um uh, that but I was like I did it and I was like wow that was that was so easy and nice and like I don't feel tired and I can it's just to me it just like felt like walking and you know mm-hmm. I didn't, it was no there was no stress around it and I That's always great. felt really just comfortable in the water so um it's good so then you just joined the <laughs> club and yeah, just joined the club, met Vicky, uh, bashed out the channel the next year, and then, you know, <laughs> made, made a podcast about it, and that's, that's how it goes. 
That's right. <laughs> what was, what was, did you have any, um, I don't know, any doubts, whatever. What was it like training for it? Because obviously it wasn't just bashing it out, I'm sure. <laughs> I thank God I had Vicky as my, as my mentor um, who kept me on the straight and narrow. And, you know, it's probably a good time to, to bring you in really, but yeah I we're kind of we are Vicky we we are we are sort of polar opposites in a way so whereas Hunter as I think you can just tell from his story is quite underprepared and I on the other hand go completely in the other direction and and I'm very overprepared so we were kind of a magic mix of kind of you know me being overprepared and knowing everything actually because I'd already you know had a try before and so I knew a lot and was able to impart some of that wisdom but Hunter Hunter had um, like an enthusiasm that um, I needed so it was really glorious for us to you know um, train together actually and share each other's you know use each other's strengths to keep us both going Mm. it was great what was your background Vicky? So I was, uh, so my, my dad, uh, it, fathers play big parts, obviously. My, my dad um, had an ulterior motive. He wanted us to sail. Um, so he decided that if we were going to sail, we should swim. So he took me and my sister to the swimming pool and basically taught us to swim. And then somebody said, oh, you should take them to the swimming club. So he took us to the swimming club and then like, you know, 10 years later, he's still standing watching us swim up and down in the <laughs> swimming club, yeah. trying, trying to suggest that maybe I should do synchronized swimming because it's prettier <laughs> to watch. Um, so, yeah, poor dad. He, we never really sailed at all, actually, which is <laughs> really sad. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it was dad's fault. But then yeah, I swam through my childhood um, and into my teens. Um, but didn't get, didn't have any concept really of open water swimming or that it was a thing. Um, I mean, obviously, like everybody, I swam in the sea, but not very much. Um, but I had no idea about open water swimming. And I, I, I went back to a club in my 30s, um, swam competitively again then. Uh, but I was always really average, just like, you know, real average, like pick up the odd medal every now and again if I got deeply lucky with the age group <laughs> but you know not an not an amazing swimmer but sort of yeah dedicated in preparing myself obviously <laughs> um, and then I yeah then I discovered open water and it was like oh this is what I'm good at actually I can go forever and um I I have this special skill and it it's uh yeah so it's like finally found my my real event as it were it took me till I was in my, yeah, in my, uh, nearly in my 50s, really, <laughs> to discover what, what actually I was good at in swimming. What was the, um, the kind of the event where you realized, or the, yeah, the, yeah, the, the moment when you realized like, oh, I could, I could just keep going. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd, I'd had a little break from swimming and um, I was having lunch with a friend and he said, um, have you heard there's this new uh, travel company called Swim Trek and you can go and swim on a holiday I was like really and he's like yeah it was in the Guardian Um, so I basically went back to work googled it straight away um, and put myself on that night I think to go on a swim chat holiday and then I was just very excited um, about the whole thing Um, and on the first day I just remember just being just yeah, really, really anxious um, and excited and um, 
And then the the guide, this guy called John Cunningham Rolls, who was one of the guys at Swim Check, and he just sort of said, "Okay, swim, swim out to that to that boy." And I was just like, "What? All that way? You know, I don't have to stop." Um, and he said, "No, go, go." So I swam, and uh, you know, with my dad's voice in my head going, "Don't go out too far, dear. Don't go out too far." And I'm going, "I'm going out too far, Dad." I'm doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, basically, by the time I got back from that trial swim, I was committed, fully committed to to open water swimming. And yeah, got back from the holiday and booked a relay to swim the channel. And then, yeah, the rest is history, really. So yeah, thank you, Swim Trek. <laughs> right. They've been a launching off point for a few swimmers. And I, I can't even count the number of marathon swimmers I've I've talked to who said, I was an average swimmer. <laughs> like it's a very common because <laughs> we did, we all needed a little more than just like the, you know, the bounds of the pool <clears throat> to really yeah. find ourselves. I mean, I still love the pool and I still like, I really love club swimming, actually. I really love that thing. I know Hunter doesn't like it so much, but I love that thing of like, there's somebody in front of me and behind me and I know we're the same speed and I really love that sense of being pushed and that kind of yeah so I still love pool swimming uh, training training I don't like competing um, mm. um, but yeah but then open water wow it's the best yeah so then what so you did a relay and then what was um, I did a relay was- and uh, that went fine um And then I booked for my solo and I trained all year. I was completely ready. And then I had a booking end of September um, and the weather changed. Um, And it was this woman called Frida Streeter who used to run the beach. And in the end, she just rang me up. She said, you know, there's no going, love. uh, Just go to the pub, get drunk now. It's (laughs) it's over. (laughs) So so I did. I went to the pub and drank. And it was quite funny, actually, because I sort of, fallen in with some new friends and they didn't actually know that I could drink (laughs) (laughs) one of them was like oh my god you're drinking it's like yeah I'm not training anymore I'm drinking (laughs) my new training (laughs) so yeah yeah. I'm looking forward to to returning to the Dover beach this summer and hopefully well drinking is like is kind of like the you know it's one side to like dover there's some really good pubs there but obviously you know you're down there training for the channel that's you know and you, these pubs are just kind of there as like temptation you can't really go but i think this year this summer hopefully i'll just be able to just get a bit more like a bit more smashed and like help out <laughs> on the beach and you know it's yeah it's just like it's that that itch i haven't been able to scratch like in dover yet i mean yeah, if you're going there all serious to, to swim the channel, you don't really Yeah, get just a, <laughs> obsessed with pasta. Where's the pasta shop? <laughs> your, your obsessions are very different. <laughs> is, there a, is there a warm bath? <laughs> is there a shower? <laughs> Where's the pasta? <laughs> <laughs> Where's the apples cakes? Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, getting quite obsessed about food. Yeah, Hunter really liked Eccles cakes. There was another guy on the beach and all he would eat after training were pork pies. <laughs> pork pies? Yeah, pork pies. Them. Pork pies are like um, dreadful things, really. They're like <laughs> meat in the middle with a sort of really, really oily, greasy uh, pastry around the outside. Okay, okay. Um, savoury, but mm-hmm. yeah. Not, not, not really what you would expect, but then 
I think when you're swimming round and round Dover Harbour, um, all you can think about is food, really. <laughs> Something salty. So, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But savory, yeah, savory and buttery, I'm sure. But also there's all, often an ice cream van just by where we train. So <laughs> I quite often wanted an ice cream, which is a really bad idea because you just get cold upon cold. And it's like, I wanted ice cream so badly. Yeah, the hard that those kind of the kind of hardcore swimmers who are in Dover Harbour, you know, they take their once an hour break and then you know they'd be given a little carbohydrate drink and then like a Mr. Whippy kind of cold ice cream, just kind of like pat on the bottom, off you go. Um, which is yeah, like another another level of like you know, sadomasochism, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there's I think some some uh, marathon summers would agree, would agree that there's some amount but, of but on Dover Beach you start your day by being greased up usually by some burly young man <laughs> and, you know you lit- literally have to sort of yeah show him all the places where you want to be greased <laughs> uh, yes and it's it you have to form a queue it's it is hilarious and wonderful and yeah yeah the most and, eccentric and- people one can never hope to meet really are all swimming laps of Dover Harbour. <laughs> surprise, surprise. I love that. Mm. I need to get there. <laughs> yeah. It is. It's great. It's lovely. <clears throat> so this, um, so attempt number one landed you at the pub. <laughs> because yeah. You... <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. and then it was the next year that you met Hunter? No, no. Then it no. was a, 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 a 10 year gap basically. Oh. My, my father was my father was unwell my mother was unwell um my father had a stroke and my mother had uh dementia so and then they didn't live they lived in the southwest of england so i yeah i spent a long time sitting on the motorway um going up and down looking after them and taking care of them and it just wasn't possible to get back to the training really yeah um yeah, it was just too difficult. So, yeah, so I had a long gap. Um, but that little voice kind of ringing in your head going, because I still had my money on my boat because you ah, had to deposit yeah. down yeah. For, your, for, your, for your swim. So I had the money on the boat and I kept meaning to get in t- The way you do, I kept meaning to get in touch with Eddie and say, oh, Eddie, you know, remember you've got my money. But I, I just... I don't know I wasn't ready I wasn't ready and so I just said nothing and then I actually assumed that Eddie would go oh no you can't have you you know no that's too long even though Mm. I know I've got your money it's too long um but Eddie Eddie Spelling really really truly amazing pilot when I emailed him he said oh yes I remember you yes I've got your money when do you want to go love that's awesome so yeah so yeah and I, of course, had planned, you know, I planned uh, that I would be doing it. So I would got in touch with him uh, like a year ahead. So I'd swum the season before a little bit in Dover uh, before meeting Hunter, the year of the actual swim. OK, so you um, OK, so there's tenure gap parents and then you just decided there's a little voice in your head said time to go. Time voice to was the still there. Yeah. <laughs> was there um um I guess I was thinking was there any other lead up swims or anything or you just decided channel that's it 
channel or bust <laughs> it's just the channel I wanted really it's really yeah. odd no I mean uh I mean I'd done some 10ks and um but no I hadn't really done Windermere I hadn't it's often people do Windermere or Lake Geneva or nothing really it was just the channel <laughs> I actually haven't really done any major swims since um you know I've done fun swims um and 10ks but no, just I, 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 I think it's kind of it's an achieve it's I think to a lot of people that sounds like the most mental thought to be like oh I'm just gonna just do the channel I mean um, but having been that guy is just like yeah you know I'm just gonna give the channel a shot you know I think it's my year I'm gonna give it a go like I would say it's doable <laughs> you know um it is doable. I mean, yeah. you're, you are a very talented athlete, Hunter. <laughs> which your mum kept saying to me, very talented athlete. But you are a talented athlete. But I think, but I, no, think I got lucky on the day. Of it. I got very good weather. <laughs> you know, it wasn't just that luck. Helps. That helps. A bit, 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 bit of luck. But, I think... but basically, yes, I think if you put your mind to it, I think anyone can do it, actually. Um, but you have to get your swimming to a certain level. Yeah. Um, what was that like? The process like for getting her swimming to that level, especially Hunter, kind of coming from a God. zero. <laughs> yeah, zero. Um, the, the 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 biggest boost was going up to this like um, northern Scottish like boot camp um, with um, uh, Kevin Kevin Murphy, who's the king of the channel. Mm-hmm. Thirty four successful crossings i believe um and he's just like completely just whooping your ass for like a week um really quite quite punishing training regime about 11 degree water um trying you know people were he was he was convinced that we were all going to do a six hour kind of qualifying swim Mm-hmm. for the channel in 11 degree water and it was just absolutely insane like he was at the helm of this like crazy project trying to get like me and Vicky to swim for six hours in this cold water and like I think we managed something like two and a half or maybe two and a half or three maybe I mean something like that, yeah. which was still a pretty amazing swim that's probably the hardest swim I've ever done like in terms of the, the, the you know not the exhaustion but just the coldness of it I mm-hmm. mean, um but yeah like those th- those barriers um were just yeah i mean it, it, it they're just you know so important just to like break through them and your you know your new level of, of normal just like grows with each barrier that you surpass mm-hmm. um, but... how did you kind of get through those barriers though is it like just having the people like oh, that's God, tough. it was so useful I mean I think it's an amazing thing because I mean you know Vicky was my my my, my training partner throughout the whole thing and you know we also swim more or less exactly the same pace you know we, we crossed the channel in 14 hours and 40 minutes both on set you know separate days but this is a bizarre coincidence that's amazing for the same <laughs> second yeah you know and, and also you know but for anyone who doesn't know me and Vicky, I mean, um, there's about, I mean, ha- there's about sort of how many years between us? I don't know. Sort of, a, you know, not age is all, age is nothing. But I mean, 
you know. I'm nearly 60. And I was I was yes, 25 almost, or 26 yeah. at the time. So I mean, about I mean, 30 years. Yeah. Um, anyway, I lost my trail of thought there, but we're talking um, about barriers. Barriers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, sorry, yeah, just having having a companion in the water obviously was it's 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 a, it's a wonderful it's a very strange thing as well though because it's such a it's a you know it's it's it, it's it's a non uh, lingual kind of form of communication being in that mm-hmm. water and sharing it and um and you know this even though you can't express any words i think that you know you you kind of keep eye contact and stuff and that can just mm-hmm. be so powerful in these like non-verbal forms of communication and um, and i think i think it was just you know i mean to just go back to our relationship again it was this kind of wonderful thing that we were both embarking on such a strange unique bizarre abstract goal of swimming from england to france and that was our kind of goal and yet we sort of come from total we were total strangers and but yet kind of united in this weird shared common um common common kind of goal i suppose um, mm-hmm. but yeah i think i think so that was a big that was a big help going through these kind of these really unsettling swims and going through these you know really personally challenging like yeah these kind of marathon swims and things like having a buddy like if i didn't have that i don't i don't know if i could have really have made it i mean it yeah i mean, i don't think so it's hard to hard to imagine how it would have panned out without you really what did it how did it feel once you were in the channel though and you didn't have that buddy there and you were well you... I, I luckily had, had had you on the, on the, the boat, boat. That's yeah help. that's and, helpful yeah <laughs> yeah and, God, and we that... swam together for each other as well so you're allowed mm. to have a swimmer in with you um for a short period so we were each other's um swimmer excellent yeah yeah, yeah. no i mean it was I, so Vicky swam a few weeks before me, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe sort of three or four weeks, maybe a month before me. Yeah. I think about a month. Yeah, I think. And I remember there's this amazing moment because you know I'm, yeah. I mean, I remember I remember watching Vicky do this feat, and it was just it's like and knowing that you're going to be putting your own body through that in like a matter of weeks time was like such an out of body experience it was like watching um i can only describe it 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 was like watching like surgery and i was like in the gallery watching like a a a surgeon like sort of i was watching it's like excruciating like hours of hours of like punishment and um but you've got like a sort of front row seat on this thing and um and I, you know, just just like the the brutality of like Vicky just remaining, like keeping a, a seventy eight like strokes per minute, hour after hour after hour, this like high stroke rate. And I remember, you know, I'd be like watching Vicky, and I maybe get a bit bored, and then like go down, like go down to the toilet and take 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 a whiz or something. And like the window would be open, and I could just like still just like hear Vicky just like plodding away and stuff. And I'd be like, just like. It's like yeah, this metronome. <laughs> it, un- it really is unstoppable yeah. metronome. Um, but yeah, it was it was it was it was it was really brutal having to like watch it and kind of claw through it, and then thinking about how you've got to do it yourself. Really, right? Um, 
I don't know if you, you don't, you, what was your perspective on that? I mean, having gone through it and then watching kind of me do it, were you like... Yeah, well, there was a bit more, there was quite a bit of drama around your swim because you you were, you know, you had a, quite a bad cough um, and oh, no. some, some worry about whether or not we should have set off really. Um, mm. And I, I was very much in two minds about that, but you were very insistent, no, we're going now. So it's like, okay. Um, and, and, and at first I just wasn't, I wasn't sure at all um you know you you had been you know there'd been a few times when you'd hopped out of the water um um, and I wasn't sure but at the point when I realized that it was it was going to happen I just started crying and I couldn't stop crying it's like oh my god because the kind of joy that we both were going to do it it was like Mm -hmm. wow and it had been you know it's quite it's it's very boring but also quite stressful on the boat because you can't re- apart from when you get in to actually swim you can't really help mm-hmm. so it is that sort of helpless feeling of what can we do and how can we yeah keep him going although you never really stopped at all and there was actually on the day very little very little um concept that you would stop or anything would go on but I was worried yeah. that you would there's all the turmoil going on in your head but I think you can't like let it um let it surface and like let it be a, a, if you acknowledge it verbally you've kind of already started to accept like a, <laughs> a demon like it's better just to I think in that situation it it's just you know maybe better just to keep a keep a kind of solid wall up and not really let any chinks through the armor I mean, because like, yeah, I don't know, the first, the first like hour of the swim, I was so petrified and like so scared. And I always kind of feel like that first hour was kind of, was in some ways, the, it was the most memorable and the most, the hardest and mm-hmm. like the most terrifying. And, you know, you just have these thoughts, you're just like, why am I here? What am I doing? <laughs> it's totally pointless. Like, I'm never going to make it. Um, it's like midnight. Why don't I just like call it a day? And we can all just go back to London and get a good night's sleep and just pretend this thing never happened. <laughs> uh, but, um, but, you know, I mean, you battle, we battled through it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, just, just one thing that I, I just remembered there was like, so I was one, on Vicky's channel swim. I remember being her support swimmer and like getting into the, the amazing, you know, blue crystal clear water. And I didn't like grease up beforehand. And you're only you're only you're only going in for one hour at a time mm-hmm. as the support swimmer. And uh, I remember just like being like getting in and being like, "Fuck, this is like cold <laughs> and horrible." And like I hadn't properly greased, so I was in loads of pain as as swimming. And I was thinking like, "I like this is gonna I'm gonna be Vicky in like a matter of weeks." And like this is this is fucked up like I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make this like this is intense like um yeah but for me I mean you're talking about what the challenges are for me I think the biggest challenge was that um so I actually couldn't train um quite near to my swim I was unable to train because I got a trapped nerve. Um, so I had this terrible pain from the end of my fingers all up into my neck. 
Oh my gosh. Um, and uh, you know, I kind of took it to the physio and she's like, Yeah, I don't really know what it is. Um, I'll do what I can, you know, but I didn't train and I couldn't train and just to to see that Hunter was training still and everybody else was still training mm-hmm. and I couldn't train. I had this injury. It was just terrible and blah, blah, blah. And then one of our friends on the, I was down, I actually did go down to training like a week before my, my, my window opened. And um, I, I went down and I was like, I don't know what to do. You know, I've got this terrible injury. And I remember my friend, uh, our friend, MJ, just said, get over yourself, Vic. get over yourself, you know, just, just, you know, you've got to do it, get over it, you know. Um, so I, 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 yeah, so then I got the call and, uh, you know, was I able to go? I was like, oh, yes. But, you know, it's those, it, for me, the barriers are when it's not going to plan and you think that it should go that way. Mm-hmm. But the trap nerve was tension. Ah. So as soon as I actually started the swim, uh, my wife, actually, Una, apparently was just like convinced that I would be in it for an hour and then this terrible injury was going to have me straight out. Mm-hmm. But of course, the injury, once I started the swim, there was no more tension. So yeah. the wow. injury was gone. And yeah, and actually, I weirdly, I've heard other people say this. I thoroughly enjoyed the swim and I didn't feel nervous and I didn't feel tension. It was like, I mean, when you stand there on Shakespeare's beach, you're, you're there. That's it. That's your moment. And, but actually that the work, all the prep has, has, has been done. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just, yeah, no, as soon as I started my swim, I was like, no, it's fine. I can do it. And I'm no pain at all in my shoulder. Wow. Not and that, that pain. Not that pain. Not that. <laughs> right, uh, right. I mean, other pains in my shoulders, obviously, but not that, not that I might break pain. Yeah. What mm. about you, Hunter, that moment standing on the beach? I've heard different stories about what that's like looking out for what's before you and <laughs> knowing you've done some prep, but not everybody feels that confidence that Vicky's describing. Yeah. Um, I'd never, I, as a, as, as, I'd never swam at night time before, um, you know, ever. So <laughs> it was a completely like new experience. Um, and uh, I just, I mean, a part of me was like, just thinking of the, the, like the glorious, like weirdness of the thing I was doing. I was like consciously aware of just how like strange the thing that was about to happen was and I was like I was conscious of that um but like you know so I had this kind of cough all week and it was getting better and better but it wasn't it wasn't like a tension thing I mean you know it's not like a trap it was it was a cough and it was a chesty cough at that and uh but I was just kind of so fed up of doing like training and I couldn't I couldn't bear to, to watch as the people training on Dover Beach forget that you know one week after next becoming fewer and fewer, and I was originally scheduled to swim the channel like late late in the season in September, and by that time you know I would have been like the only guy like still swimming, training, doing lengths and lengths of the harbour. I was like, gosh, I can't hack this. I was just like busting just to get it over and done, just to, like do or die. Let's make it or not make. It. I just need to draw a line under it. So with that in mind, like Captain gave me a date to swim I said I was ready and I wanted to go and 
it was a it was a big spring tide and but the weather was like looked fantastic um and the swim you know began at around midnight um and yeah you know it's this like feeling of like you're about to like go into the ring with like mike tyson you know there's huge amounts of like adrenaline pulsing through you but um yeah like i was i was both like aware of what was going on but also just like terrified of the prospect of it and I couldn't see France in the distance. And it was just like black. There's no stars or any clouds. Um, and I just was kind of like, I mean, the, the longest swim I'd done beforehand in training was like seven hours. So I knew I could do seven. And, uh, and then we just, I was like, well, we'll just we'll get to seven and then we'll see how we're going, you know, um, which, 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 you know, was useful. It's, yeah. <laughs> help me get at least half of the way <laughs> yeah 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 what, what was it like when you got to seven hours yeah there was I mean a glorious moment when the sun was kind of coming up and you realize that like the nighttime aspect of the swim is over and like you know I'd found something at night really really scary and like I really felt just like alone in the in the universe and I thought mm-hmm. like, this whole thing I was trying to do I was like couldn't like this is just I'm just literally like this is pointless and it doesn't matter and I was like my brain was just saying like you don't matter in the great like scheme of things and like this swim is irrelevant um but then like the sun starts coming up and then like people on board the boat were like kind of like smiling and you could see it was turning into this like incredibly astonishingly beautiful day um and I was just like well I feel fine you know think I can keep on swimming um and but yeah like getting to this like midway point I remember stopping for like a feed I must have been kind of halfway in between England and France and you know it was just the moment where I like stopped actually could just like look around me and um you see that you're halfway between England and France and you can see the white cliffs of Dover and it's just you know it's extraordinarily beautiful thing in front of you you know this like and yeah it's kind of it just you just yeah I was just very present in that moment of being this is incredible and you should remember this moment (laughs) for the rest of your life Mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah no it was and uh, you know and then as the swim goes on you kind of you kind of start to lose more and more consciousness but I mean (laughs) you know (laughs) At least I remember that bit quite quite well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you keep yourself in the water through the scary part at night? I, I just, I guess you just, I felt very much like a little, like a sort of a a a, a whale's like baby, like hugging its mother and the sh- and, and the mother being like the boat, and I, you know, I mean, and I was, it felt like I had, I just didn't. I felt really, really afraid whenever I got more than like 10 yards away from the boat and mm-hmm. just like, not that they would like lose me or anything, but just that I would just be like swallowed up and to like oblivion. I just needed to have like some to look up and just to know that there were like, you know, people like Vicky, like looking over board and like looking at me and kind of making sure I was doing okay. So, um, but there was, there was some nice moments that like, 
did that did break up the, the monotony of, of, of swimming in in the night and like I did well there were some nice bits and there were some not so nice bits but the, I remember seeing this like amazing kind of fish beneath me I think it was like a garfish which is like a very long eel like very very slim fish like a silver just sliver but swimming beneath me it was really beautiful I'd never seen like Dover is almost a dead place, but there was this little, you know, it's devoid of anything except like plastic bags. But mm, nice unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah. So it's funny though when you do you do encounter jellyfish and although I I mean the whole concept of jellyfish I I really really hate and I, I, I actually funnily enough in the channel when you get stung by a jellyfish it's like oh different pain interesting. <laughs> <laughs> distraction <laughs> yeah so i think we both took a few but a uh, few stings but nothing very bad but just li- little stings but actually strangely they are quite a nice distraction um did you start in the middle of the night as well vicky yeah we both started about t- exactly the same really 10 o'clock at night um no you must have started a bit later than me i think so i started at 10 yeah so it's I mean it sounds awful and it is scary, but it is great finishing the day. I mean to to try and land at night is mm. would be especially if you had had one landed on the cap, that would be really hard because it's so rocky. Mm-hmm. Um I mean we both landed on Wissant Beach, so that's actually easy, easy landing. Um there are some amazing yeah. stories though, people landing at night. I think that it doesn't However you land, it's always like incredible that you never, you know, I mean, we, I guess we both landed at like four in the afternoon, like, (laughs) and, uh, you know, there were people and families on the beach, which made it interesting. But I mean, just one, one story always really sticks with me of this, of the speaking to this guy who'd swum the channel maybe a year before me, before I was, I was like getting obsessed about it. I had, I hadn't done my swim yet. And he was saying how he'd like started in the day, swam through the night, then gone back into the day. And then the sun set on him. It was like, mm. he'd kind of done seen a night and a half. And, but just like, he just said, just like, it was pitch black. And he just remembered like pulling his hand through the sand Sorry. of France. And it was just like extraordinary, this feeling that was completely non, you know, it was, it was, it was no visual, you couldn't see anything. It was just the feeling right. of it. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Um, kind what of gives it, me like, yeah, the kind of goosebumps. That, but... What did it feel like when you finished, Hunter? I wasn't expecting just to cry so much. About yeah, I wasn't really expecting to cry as much as I did. Um, just it just it just um, just ba- it just somehow gave me the validation that I needed. Um, that I couldn't find elsewhere and you know a lot of things previously to that hadn't really been like working out so to speak and to do this very very much a binary success failure challenge hmm. to succeed at it was was just yeah totally totally validating um yeah i mean you know my i just remember my my <laughs> My mum had always kind of joked around and sort of said, like, you know, Hunter, you're not channel material. <laughs> Which is a really brutal thing to tell anyone who's yes. channel. 
to tell them that they're not channel material. That's so true. I was a bit like I did I did kind of cry a little bit, being like, oh, I made it, and I did it in spite of you. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Yeah. What did it feel like when you finished, Vicky? Uh, yeah, no, it's a uh, amazing. Um, I mean, I felt somewhat confused because I, where I landed, there were like uh, these little boys. Um, it, it didn't seem to be very many grown-ups, just some little boys. And um, I just didn't quite know what to do, actually. Uh, but you have to collect a pebble when you get there. So it's like, I've got to find my pedal, uh, my, my pebble. But my French had sort of, you know, eluded me. So luckily Hunter was with me. And he was like, get her a pebble, get her a pebble. And it's all quite surreal. I found it quite surreal and quite, yeah, strange. And there's like normal life going on. And you've just done this kind of epic mad thing right. um, and they don't quite believe that you've just arrived from 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 England and right yeah. <laughs> it's this kind of yeah very odd but uh yeah so 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 happy to have landed mm-hmm. do you think you want to try anything else to kind of reproduce that feeling or do you think only yeah. the channel could do it <laughs> No, I mean, I would like to go on and actually do my Triple Crown now, but uh, I've been thwarted by, um, yeah, by by the pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. So my plan was to do uh, the, uh, you know, the 20 bridges around Manhattan um, uh, last year and then drive across and do uh, the Catalina. Mm-hmm. But uh, that'll have to be, you know, in a, another year. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you do you know get the, when you get your triple crown what you, there's always got there's, there's going to be another big thing isn't there you know? yeah it's going to be a, like the ocean seven or something you know when, when does it end vicky uh, i don't know <laughs> when it ends actually i don't know when it i don't know when it ends and i don't want it to maybe end, <laughs> i was really inspired by um jamie monaghan she said that she she just sort of invents these swims that she wants to do mm-hmm. um and I, yeah, I'd like to maybe just sort of, yeah, like see some bits of water and go, right, I want to do it. Um, and But not necessarily the ones that are, you know, that everyone else does. I think it would be interesting to do mm-hmm. other swims. And But I mean, there's I've got this deal with my wife where, you know, one year I'm allowed to swim, basically, and the next year, you know, we have to do something that's not swimming. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good one. I should try that with my husband. He's a, he's a, mainly I'm just trying to broker for more swims and I try to find something for him to do with the kids while I'm swimming. It's a, it's a, a lot of negotiation. It's tense. Yeah, it can be tense. I try to lead into, I don't lead with swimming and then he's like, and then you'll be swimming like, yes, of course I'll be swimming while you're doing this fun thing. I know. We've just planned a little trip to the Hebrides and oh, that's I have, I have, I have been in touch with somebody out there. So where can I swim? <laughs> so, yeah. What about you, Hunter? Is there more, more distance yeah. swimming in your future? Um, I, I think, I think that the swim, like my big, sw- my, my big, my big and my only channel swim that I've done was the channel. And it sort of grew, grew from like being in a bit of a crisis and Although, you know, I, I loved it. I don't think I'd want to do such a, like, self-sacrificing thing like that. I love, you know, I think that I, 
you know, I, I like what Vicky was saying about like getting creative with swims and mm -hmm. seeing new new things that maybe haven't not even you know just yeah new things that haven't been done or um i don't i'm not like i'm not that interested in like global swim tourism because mm -hmm. i think there's a you know i think we've got really amazing water around the uk with an island yeah. It? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah and there's no like sharks or anything so it's a good it's, it's good it's a good place to go swimming um so i want to do more swims maybe a little bit colder swims um but maybe shorter ones in, in exciting places also maybe up in scotland um yeah and then i mean i don't know I've, I've, i think that it's the north channel is obviously like the, i think the coolest swim anyone can you can do i mean i think that's just like it's insane but i don't know if uh, I'll keep that in, in, in the bank in case something, I don't know, like something really bad happens. I'm just like, oh my God, I need, need, a, need a weird challenge. I just, just need to do the North Channel to get through this. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but maybe something is better just like not, 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 not swim. I mean, I think like, I mean, this is, I think it's nice to tie swimming into like storytelling and, you know, what we do through our, podcast is all about trying to seek the reasons why people swim and you know how they tell their own story and you know bon bonnie sue's amazing book you know like why why we swim and um it's such a it, you know swimming is such a reflection of just like who we are as individuals and um, it's yeah I, I i i don't i hope that for me swimming isn't going to be about like, getting over difficult stuff i mean i think it can just be you know it can reflect all of these things mm -hmm. yeah it's i think the water is healing though i mean in a way there's a lot of people that seek out the water for healing um and that and it doesn't you know it doesn't have to be about the uh, uh you know the coming to a crisis and <laughs> but there's a lot of people too the more people i talk to that you know they want to swim I was talking to Stefan Ranke, he's in uh, Oahu, so he's uh, out in Hawaii, but he, he was talking about one, there's this magical spot between three of the islands, and he's like, I want to swim there until I'm 95, you know, and he's in his 60s now, and I just love hearing the people that they just want to swim forever, like, just like Vicky was saying, she's like, I just, I just want to keep swimming, <laughs> and yeah. there's so much water, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's, it's, it's that sort of meditative state that you can get into that, mm -hmm. um, you know, I just, I mean, I swim pretty much every day in, in a reservoir actually at the moment. And it's just, it's just, yeah, it's just like, that's my thinking time. That's my, or, or, or down. It's a different sort of thinking, isn't it? You sort of downtime where you can just, yeah, really get in the groove and yeah, it's fantastic. I, I, yeah, very important part of my, my, my day. I definitely know on a day when I haven't swum that I haven't had that glorious time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, likewise, I've kind of, uh, with COVID and being based in London, which is, you know, 60 miles away from the nearest bit of sea, um, you just, I've been, we've sort of been craving it, haven't we? Um, with, with, you know, haven't been denied it. And mm -hmm. definitely, like, I mean, after my doing the channel, um, I did. I wanted to have a long break from swimming. Actually, I kind of felt. I felt. I'd felt swum out. You, you earned <laughs> and, it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, a little bit, you know, coming through, coming coming out at the end of that, and going back into COVID, and now it's just like I, I want to just be doing more and more of it, and being in that daily routine of being in there. You're right; it's that kind of processing time of the day, which is craving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It um, it's interesting because I've gone through so many phases in and out of swimming through my life, and um. And with two little kids, it's hard for me. But I think I just had the realization, like literally in the last two weeks of like, like kind of this anxiety that I, I, I process in the water. And, and I've always just, I've always kind of denied it. I've never thought of myself as this anxious person, but I'm realizing that if I, I actually should just be going to the water every day, and it will help me like get through, I don't know, just this. And it's just kind of a baseline anxiety, but it, yeah. it's, it's been a very interesting uh, realization, like just in the last few days. And, and I have, a, I'm so lucky. I have a pool in my backyard, an endless pool. And I can't tell you how much I don't use it. <laughs> I won't tell you how much I don't use it. I'll just say that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to just even go for five or 10 minutes after the kids go to bed in the pitch black and just like, just literally just be in the water. Yeah, I think it's a really important part of just, yeah, just mental health, um, mm-hmm. just keeping, keeping, keeping well. Um, for me, it's really important. Um, I mean, the times when we couldn't swim, I sort of forced to do dreadful things like running and it's, <laughs> it's so just, sorry. yes, it's not, I mean, it's bad for your knees, you know, especially at my age, it's, it's not really very good for your body and it's quite, quite tricky. So. Mm-hmm really super glad to be back in the water yeah thank you guys so much for sharing your stories today (laughs) and thank you for everything you're doing with the swim out podcast i think it's wonderful thank you you. yeah (laughs) really appreciate being invited on and yeah i hope you enjoyed this episode have you heard of the intrepid water accountability group we'll support and encourage each other on a private chat platform, pursue monthly challenges both in the water and on land, and meet virtually once a month to dive deep on a topic. If you'd like to join a group of like-minded limit pushers from around the globe, join the Intrepid Water Accountability Group. Find out more at intrepidwater.com.